Now Wilkins with a lot of open space up and over with the hurdle. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. Today I am joined by a fantastic guest. We're going to be talking about a deep sleeper in both Dynasty Fantasy Football and the NFL Draft. I'm joined by Willie Lovato. You can follow him on Twitter at WillieFF247. He's the creator of Fantasy Football 24-7, a fantastic fantasy site. He's got some DFS content, Dynasty content, a whole bunch of stuff. Willie, how are we doing today? Good, bro. Good to be on, man. Appreciate the, uh, the invite to come on the pod. You've been killing it, so... Just proud to be a part of it. Yeah, man, I'm pumped to have you. I was on your podcast a couple weeks ago. We, we had some great talks, and, you know, you're someone who, I guess I slide in your DMs a lot. We talk prospects. You're, we're in a dynasty league together, which you continue to just destroy everyone in trades, and it makes me a little annoyed that you do that. But, you know what, other than that, we're all good. <laughs> so let's, let's give people a quick uh, background on Jordan Wilkins here. So we're talking about a guy that's six foot 216 at the Combine. Had a vertical jump of 36 inches at the combine. Just improved that at his pro day to 37 inches. Pretty good broad, broad jump. I think he had a 10-3 broad jump. And then a 4-4-5 to 4-5, depending on reports, for his 40-yard at his, uh, at his pro day today. And then if we're talking about from a production standpoint, this is his first year where he got a lion's share of the carries. He had 155 carries for 1,011 yards, 6.5-yard average, 9 touchdowns, and then 26 receptions, 241 yards, and a touchdown. So he really came uh, with with a lot of production this year, despite not having much production before that. But let, let's jump right into his strengths. When you watch his game, what gets you excited about it? I think for me, the first thing I noticed was his patience. I, I think it really sets up how he likes to operate. I think he does have a pretty good vision, too. He, he is able to kind of dissect as he is being patient before he does decide to get into what he's trying to do, whether it be a, a jump cut or bounce it outside or kick it back in. I'd say his patience really does set up all of what he does, though. I mean, I, I think he is a very patient runner, and we'll, we'll talk about some of his weaknesses, too. Almost patient to a fault at times. I think that you're talking about a good athlete. He, he provides big playability. Over 10% of his runs went for over 15 yards. I think he's got some contact balance. I th- again, I think it's both a strength and a weakness. I think he can run through contact, but once he does, he can really slow down. And, you know, I, I think the thing that we're, we're going to talk about the most with him is He's such a smooth runner. He's got this beautiful jump cut. He's got great lateral agility. He can explode at it, out of it. He's got good initial burst, some acceleration to his game. And, you know, once he sees a hole and hits it, he can make some plays in space. Yeah, like you said, he's a big. he, he looks maybe a little slower on tape when you watch him because he is 6'1". He has longer strides, but he moves, like you said, really smooth for a big guy. You don't expect him to uh, to move how he does. He, he moves kind of like a smaller guy once he does – you know he he's able to create separation through some some smart body movements. I think he has good lean to him too. I think once he gets in a crowd, he knows how to which way he sees things set up before he really does start to make his breaks and his his cuts inside and out. Yeah, and I think one thing that's really important to mention whenever we talk about running backs is can they contribute to the passing game? I mean, this is something I've talked about on this podcast and. 
any other podcast I go on, Twitter, literally anywhere that people will allow me to talk, is that this is a league where you're passing 64% of the time. You are running 36% of the time. Therefore, 64 is greater than 36. So we need to care about the passing aspect of the game. Now, some of his catches were manufactured swing passes. Basically, they'd run him out, play deep wide receiver almost, or and just toss on the football. Now, that's not really what I mean by receiving. But you did see him break linebackers down in space. And I saw a very natural hands catcher. He is very comfortable catching the ball away from his body. He can catch and turn upfield. And I think he can bring that aspect to his game of kind of contributing on the third down role in today's NFL. Yeah, and I think they left a lot of yards uh, on on the field whenever I watched. you, There was a lot more manufactured, like you said, that they could have – that he was open that he didn't get the ball or – or the quarterback just didn't get it out there fast enough. And by the time, you know, the blockers broke down, he kind of got less than, than usual. But he is. He is a natural hands catcher. He has good movement once he gets the ball in his hands. And he uses all those things we talked about earlier to combine with his open field vision to to capitalize. And I do agree. He can be a solid asset in the passing game so long as he can, what we'll talk about here in a minute, is, is contribute as a pass blocker. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think the the last thing I want to mention that I think works in his favor is we always talk about running backs in general and how these guys wear down because there's so much toll on their body. But he doesn't really have very much tread on his tires, so to speak. We're talking about a guy that only has 279 career collegiate carries at Ole Miss. Like, that's that's nothing. That's less than one season, a lot of these top guys. So he's going to be fresh. At the same time, we're talking about a guy that's going to be that's already 23 years old, so he's an older player that's coming into the draft that didn't really produce till his senior year. So leading that kind of leads us into the weaknesses. What are some of the concerns you have with this game? Well, real quick, just on that age, I do think he does have a pretty, pretty cool story. Like you mentioned, he is going to be older than your average rookie running back comes to the league, but he actually was redshirted. His in the 2013 season, he actually blew out, broke his fibula, I believe, in the sixth game of his high school season. So he had to be redshirted. And then in the 2015 season, he uh, or 2016, he was ruled academically academically ineligible, actually by a school heir. It, it sounds like it was a pretty weird story of what happened, but he had to sit out. So he basically had to come back. And like you said, this was his first. Uh, season where he actually got some serious carries yeah that academic story i read about earlier i'm glad you brought it up because that's insane to me the fact that they're going to suspend someone a whole season and on their air and then he he doesn't get to play that that would make me furious but and honestly that that says a lot about him that he stuck with the school and kind of worked things out that probably talks some about his work ethic but if we're talking about his weaknesses in general on the field I think there are two, there are three that really stand out to me, and I'll, I'll let you comment on the third one most because I, I think that's kind of your, one of your major concerns is when we talk about his power, I think he can run through contact, but when he runs through contact, it slows him down so much that he can't do that much after that. I think that with his vision and patience, he sometimes relies on that too much, and he can really start to dance and lose yardage instead of have. Uh, the ability to kind of take the simple play, take what's in front of him. And he, he can dance and lose yardage on plays. And then what we were talking about, uh, what you've talked a ton about, and I want to get more of your thoughts on is his pass blocking to me is a concern. Yeah, uh, and, and me and you talked before, like you said, because I had seen some PF, PFF grades that were kind of saying that he was pretty good and that was 
mind-boggling because when I watch the film, that is my probably one of my biggest concerns. And like you said, it, it's I when I look at it, I looked at I, I see he needs a little work and technique and effort when it comes to the pass blocking department because I see there's times where he's just throwing that shoulder. You know what I mean? He's he's not giving all he has, and I think he's going to have to to or or he's going to be capped in both fantasy and in just in general. You know, because if you can't contribute as a pass blocker consistently, it's going to take away from opportunities you have to use some of those skills that we said earlier. So I, th- I think that's what the biggest thing he needs to attack on the next level to, to prove he can really match up with what his skill set and size say that he has. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, wh- whenever you're talking about a young guy, he's probably going to go in the fourth to sixth round. If he was going to want to get on the field, he needs to be able to contribute as a pass blocker. Now, it helps that he is a good receiver. You know, they're, they're going to be willing to work with him some, but he's not going to be able to take advantage of that aspect of his game unless he can protect his quarterback. So that's going to be a big question for him. Now, he's... We, we talked about a lot of the good stuff. He's a very dangerous open field athlete. So the fact that he can catch the football is dangerous in the open field, can make people miss, creates a nice ceiling for him in the NFL. And You know, I, I always talk about how I'm not a big fan of player comps because I think people get carried away with them. And I, I know people may get carried away with yours when you give it to us in a second. But does he have anyone that he reminds you of or maybe an aspect of his game that he reminds you of someone? Yeah, and and before before I get into who they are, I wanted to read you some uh, some some profiles, and I wanted you to tell me if you just pick up kind of what's your take after I read them to you. Which one do you think is closer to what you see in Wilkins? So, strengths: good size with the frame for additional muscle, good initial quickness off the snap, accelerates and to and through the hole and reaches maximum speed quickly. Good lateral mobility to evade defenders in space. Slippery runner who twists and slides. When he's being tackled, good forward lean, showing the leg drive as a short yardage runner and is an adequate receiver. I think that he, Wilkins probably isn't as good as that player in terms of lowering his shoulder, but that could definitely be described as Wilkins. Right. So the second one real quick, fast enough to get to the corner and owns the second and third gear in the secondary. Excellent inside quickness, hitting the hole in a hurry. When in the one back set, gets to the top speed quickly as any back in the country. Special vision for the cutback and in traffic, plants his foot and accelerates. Very elusive in space and shifty hips. Ability to juke or shake off a defender, maintain his balance while he's making a move or running through arm tackles. See, the second part of that sounds like Wilkins because he's got really good hips. We didn't talk about that, but he's, he's got very fluid hips. Where Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, so the first one was Arian Foster. The second one was LaShawn McCoy. And like you said, with comparisons uh, on the same track as you, it's by no means saying that that is the, the type of player this guy is, but that is just some of the, some of the traits that he's showing that kind of matches up with some of the things that Foster does, kind of the one-cut back, jump-cut guy that we – talked about earlier and shady a little more elusive has those fluid hips to kind of uh just create in 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 plugged up areas on the field and get by defenders yeah so i think before the podcast i said to you that the way he moves in the open field at his size he reminds me a little bit of Le'Veon bell just because of the way he cuts and you wouldn't necessarily expect a bigger guy like him to be able to have those those jump cuts the way he does but the arian foster thing makes sense to me in the open field now, I, again, these are just individual traits, and we're trying to describe kind of the way his fluid hips and his lateral agility and the way he uses it and how it reminds us of a couple of these guys. If you want kind of a more realistic overall comp, I think Lance Zerline had this originally of 
Aaron Jones makes a lot of sense to me as well. The the kid from UTEP last year that went in the fifth round, kind of similar level of prospect, can do a lot of the same things. Both good open field players. We saw Jones had some fantastic plays for the Packers. And I think Wilkins could have that kind of rookie impact depending on landing spot. But landing spot is so important for these guys, especially running backs, because so much of fantasy success has to do with volume. So if you where would you like to see him go that you think he could have his the most success? Well, and so when I started looking at this, so the the good fit that I think would be offense-based, scheme-wise, would be Detroit. They like to use a lot of shotgun and pistol. They got you know like they love to run that outside zone running scheme. They like to use some misdirections. A lot of things that we saw Wilkins excel in over at at, at Ole Miss. But the the realistic is that that offense is pretty bad. So I wouldn't call it ideal. I mean that offensive line ranked almost every running block category category in terms of uh, a run blocking offensive line according to football outsiders so that part is not good but the offense in general I think the opportunities there as well we know that the story with that backfield Abdullah has not done what what a lot of people wanted him to do so I think opportunity mixed with the scheme is there obviously just got to hope that they're going to be able to rebuild that offensive line yeah that makes a lot of sense to me and the opportunity could absolutely be there and we're talking about a guy that's going to go on the day three at some point that you know that the team may have already drafted one running back we saw the Packers draft two last year he could easily complement other guys in this class like a Nick Chubb for example and kind of be that change of pace guy and they use him in the open field I, I actually while you were talking about him one of the guys he reminded me of a little bit was Charles Sims when he came out of West Virginia you're talking about a guy that was very could do a lot of things in the open field and was a very good pass catcher and honestly I wouldn't mind to see him going to Tampa Bay depending on what they do at seven now if they go Barkley now that I don't want to see him go there but if they're trying to do a running back by committee thing I think he could be a target of theirs late where he could get highly involved in that offense he could bring some pass catching ability and he he could have a successful rookie year and career in Tampa Bay yeah I like that one too I think that'd be a good fit Willie, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. I, I'm, I've read your Wilkins report. It's fantastic. I know you got a ton of stuff coming out. Why don't you tell the people what you're working on and where they can find you? Yeah, we uh, like you said, we got a bunch of rookie profiles uh, for for more more geared toward the dynasty side of uh, fantasy football that we got coming out here next month. You can check us out on Twitter at FFB underscore 247, and then you can uh, head over to the website 247fantasyfootball.com. Guys, he's a fan, fantastic follow. The only reason you don't want to talk to Willie is if you're talking trades because he will he will get the better of that side of you. So That's right. <laughs> guys, again, you can follow him on Twitter at WillieFF247. You can follow me on Twitter at Elliot Chris, your host of Draft Daily Podcast. As always, you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and now Podbean. Guys, as always, we really appreciate listening. It means a lot. Thank you. I do this for my father, who I've only seen from time to time in my dreams. I do this for you. I do this for my mother, who's finally clean and no longer a fan. I do this for you. I do this for my sister, my wife and my kids, because they part of the team. I do this for you. All the naysayers and haters who made me one of the greatest. I know it kills you inside. That's why I do this for you.